You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Hello and welcome to episode three of The Lightwalker's Path. Today we are going to be talking about anger, and it seems for many to be counterintuitive to be talking about anger on a podcast that's all about spirituality and living a spiritual life. However, uh, I'm a firm believer that when we deny any of the harder or darker sides of the journey, um, this is actually like a pretty big dismissal of the biggest part of the work. It is very easy to be happy and joyful and love and light about all the good stuff. However, when you're able to still maintain um, an overall sense of purpose, an overall sense of joy and satisfaction in your life, um, when you're still simultaneously feeling human emotions, including something like anger, um, that is truly the spiritual work. It's not to say that the people who are off in the temples and meditating 20 hours a day are not doing spiritual work. They are. But to actually walk a spiritual path, I think you also have to take all the lessons that you learn and all of the energies that you're integrating and put them to work in the regular world. Otherwise, um, it's all theory. It's book learning. It's not fully immersive and experiential. And anger is one of those. So last year, I decided to write a book about anger. And at the time of this recording, it actually still doesn't have a name. It's been nearly a year in progress, and it's about two thirds complete. And when I first made the decision to start writing this book, I had a teacher who said, if you ever want to really learn a lesson uh, from the universe or from the angels, and you really want to decide to write a book about it, and that has certainly been my case with anger in the months that have followed, and like I said, nearly a year that have followed, I've had many frustrating opportunities, many challenges, many times where I wanted to just kind of throw my arms up in the air and say, fuck it. But um, the reason I keep doing this is that I recognize that as difficult as it is, and how ch- as challenging as it is, and as much of my own darkness as it brings out, this is necessary work. Not just for me to do internally, although for me to fully walk a spiritual path, yes, I do think that's part of it, but for me to then be able to come on here and talk to you about it because anger is one of those things that a lot of people are not talking about. In fact, um, people really do dismiss it. They write it off as being not spiritual and it's this, um, it's equated with this darkness. And the thing is, is that it feels dark. It feels scary and it feels unpredictable and there's a lot of things about our own anger that we don't like to see and uh, things about other people's anger that makes us really uncomfortable. However, it is one of the most versatile emotions. It's going to sound like a kind of strange thing to say, but it's true. Just bear with me here for a second. Anger is um, oftentimes the safer emotion to feel. Now, I know that I've just gone on a whole tirade about how it's uncomfortable and scary and unpredictable. And it is all those things. But the harder stuff, the more raw and real and vulnerable stuff, the stakes are actually much higher. And so anger becomes a very convenient mask for us to wear. So 
How often have you ever sat with your anger and asked yourself truly what's underneath it? And sometimes I don't want to dismiss you here because sometimes anger is actually just anger. And we'll get into that in just a second. But oftentimes it is a more comfortable, for how uncomfortable it is, it is a more comfortable emotion than, say, powerlessness or fear of not belonging and rejection. It is easier to feel angry than unwanted or scared. Powerlessness, I think, is the biggest one for me. When I feel powerless, before I've even made the intellectual connection to the fact that I'm feeling unempowered, I am angry because I know that something has been either taken from me or something that I have given away. So it becomes this really beautiful teacher in that way. So when you feel anger, there's this dialogue you can have with yourself. What's beneath this? Am I angry or am I something else? Am I angry and something else? It can be both. There are a lot of things in this world to be angry about. Let's be honest. The injustices and the hatred and the division among our people. It is, it's heartbreaking. It's blood boiling. I am in Canada and the things that I'm hearing in the U.S., about women's reproductive health, that is, um, that is, that's angering to me as a woman, as a human being. Again, to have someone's rights and their dignity stripped away from them, uh, particularly in what we consider to be like a progressive society, it is, it is maddening. But again, I have to look at that. Am I angry? Yes. But do I feel powerless? Absolutely. Do I think that it's unfair? Justice is like a really big thing for me. Fairness and um, what is what I think is right. That's the sort of things. Those are my kind of anger triggers in a big way. And that is one of the things that really awakens stuff in me. So am I angry or is there something else happening behind the scenes? But even when I'm angry, and often I am, What is it about it that is so scary? Why do we fear this? Why do we fear our own anger? Um, And why do we fear other people's? So if you have followed me on social media at all, you may have heard me talk about Ghetto Girl. So my childhood was pretty rough. And um, I, I like to lovingly say I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. And I was around a lot of crime, a lot of violence, a lot of... um, just disruption in general. There was chaos in my childhood. And even though I myself was effectively a chicken shit, if we're totally honest, I had to put on this front and this persona. And it literally started from probably middle school and carried on until my late 20s when I really started to do spiritual work and started to really unravel this wall, this protective barrier I put up between myself and the rest of the world. And um, a couple of years ago, I had an incident where um, I found myself angry for a very long time and in a, at times, scary to me place where I actually would say things that I felt completely out of control of and it would just like pour out of me in this place of pure, unadulterated rage. And what I recognized, because I've done a lot of 
inner child work up to that point. I hadn't really done a lot of inner teenager work. And that's who I call my inner ghetto girl. And I found this photo of myself at just before my 13th birthday. And I have this baseball bat in my hands and I'm looking really tough until you look at the eyes. And in the eyes, you can see all the fear that's there. And you can see that this tough girl pose that I'm doing is completely a front, but it's protective. It's effective. It's a, it's a, a dog whose bark is worse than her bite. And I call on her, um, to help me to navigate the parts, unconsciously anyway, I call on her to navigate the parts that feel really big and scary and out of my control. But when she jumps in the in the driver's seat, particularly because I've done so much healing around these parts of my life, when she jumps, jumps into the driver's seat and starts to just kind of take over a little bit, it's a bit scary. And I do feel very out of control. And then afterward, I feel these massive waves of shame and regret and um, guilt And this is the stuff that we want to avoid. This is the stuff that makes us uncomfortable about anger because nobody really wants to engage in behaviors that they're then going to feel really shitty about afterward. And so for me, when I have that come up and when she finds herself being in the driver's seat and getting to be fully expressed, I get to go, okay, great. That was awful. (laughs) Let's just be honest. That was awful. But what was there to learn? And that sort of reframing of a, of a challenging situation, and you can use this really in any situation, but anger is especially good because it's one that we choose to just sort of pretend it never happened. We have like these big explosions and we go like, okay, cool. Like we've released the pressure off the valve and now we can carry on with our lives. But that is actually not integrating the work. That's just blowing off steam. So if we can instead say, whew, okay, that happened, that sucked. What is there to learn from that? And oftentimes, the way the anger expresses itself, or even the things that we say that we might regret ultimately, but they will be the true tellers of what it is that is next for us to do on our list. If the whole purpose of being here, having these spiritual experiences in these human bodies, these human experiences as spiritual beings, I don't know how to put it, but the whole purpose to being here at this time in this era is to experience and learn and grow. We can't do that if we don't have like a little a debrief. You know, if you're in corporate, you might hear about like a post-mortem that happens when an employee leaves or when a project ends and you want to evaluate all the stuff that went good and all the stuff that went badly. And we need to do that with the things that we experience in our life as well. What did we learn from this? And anger is a beautiful teacher particularly when there is a loss of control because it gets to very intimately, very uncensoredly state exactly what needs it's trying to fulfill. It speaks loud and clear about what it wants or what needs to heal. It shines a light into the shadows. So when... I had the incident a couple years ago where Ghetto Girl made quite a few appearances. I was able to look at that and say, okay, what is it that helped, that caused me to regress into my teenage self that was so angry and so unhealed from all the trauma that she had experienced? And I was witnessing the same stories of unworthiness that I had battled in my youth. I had witnessed 
Um, my best being not good enough, which is a massive, massive trigger that I have been working on for most of my adult life. I witnessed um, my attempts at boundaries being un, uh, being disrespected. And I was able to say, oh, okay. And so I could see how these parallels from my younger years were playing out in my current life and saying, okay, these are the things that were like, these are deal breakers for me. These are the things that are my no-no, like absolutely not. And I didn't even recognize because they were accumulating so subtly and so swiftly. So it was happening very quickly and very discreetly. I didn't even recognize the culmination of these things where suddenly I wasn't even in control of my own life and I had zero awareness of it. So it wasn't until this anger came out and started to express itself that I was able to go like, oh my gosh, I have completely surrendered all sense of self. And I didn't even recognize how I just kept giving permission and these things added up and completely got away from me. So it's a teacher. It's not a comfortable one. And sometimes she's a cruel mistress. And we also have to be really mindful about how we're expressing it because most most of us have not been raised to be able to do it in a healthy, productive, and progressive way. But we we need to be able to have this relationship with our anger so that we view it as something that we experience. It isn't us, but it does kind of set up camp for a little while and it does its thing. And then it goes again. We have to let it go again. And we have to deal with the aftermath. We have to look at the consequences of our words and of our actions. Sometimes we have some reparations to make. And when we're talking about the feelings that get left behind, like guilt and shame and regret, we need to address those too. And the best and most genuine way to do all of that is in that reflective process. Because if we learned from it, we can get to the root of it. And if we can heal the root of it, it means it doesn't happen again. So whether it's hurting ourselves or hurting the people around us, we're able to actually do something with that. It actually ends up having a purpose. Whereas if we're just blowing off steam, it's going to happen again. Because the root is still there. The wound is still unhealed. And so we need to stop thinking about anger as this outside thing, this thing that happens to other people. We have to stop denying it as a genuine human emotion and a byproduct of some of our decisions or some of the things that happen to us. Anger is as much a spiritual experience as any other emotion. And when we deny it, when we pretend it isn't happening, it has some pretty big consequences. You see people with high blood pressure. You see people with heart conditions. We see people whose poor nervous system cannot shut off from um, being in a state of hyper alert because all of their defenses are up all the time waiting um, to protect themselves from things that might make them angry. You also miss out on a lot of experiences in life in general because you're afraid of what might make you mad. I'm not saying we need to all be the Incredible Hulk here. I'm just saying that we need to honor the flow of natural human emotions. And being angry, as awful as it can be, is not the worst thing in the world, again, as long as we're doing something with it. If we look at a lot of people who are doing activist work right now, these are angry people who have found constructive ways to be able to use the sense of injustice, to be able to use the, that fire that burns in their belly, 
And that is brilliant work. It's a wonderful outlet to do something with something that may, feelings that may have felt really futile and useless and powerless before. Anger is a sacred teacher. And it is one that should not be denied, particularly by people walking the path. It will be the thing that those around you who are maybe not as okay with you walking a path will have a problem with, and they'll be quick to say, oh, well, that's not very spiritual. They say that about my swearing too, so don't worry. Anytime I hear that something I do isn't very spiritual, I'm pretty quick to say, well, actually, yes, it fucking is. You're invited to do the same. So that is the little nugget for you today, my loves. And that is the show. So thank you so much for taking the time to spend with me today and to explore this idea of anger as a tool and as a teacher. And if you want to share your findings about this, or if you want a space where it's safe to discuss this topic and any other that how we talk about here, there is the Lightwalkers Path Facebook group, and I would love to have you in there to join us. We'll see you next time.